Welcome to another episode of Dads with Nerdy Ambitions. I'm your host, Steve, and with me, as always, is my brother, Joe. Joe, how are you doing today? Fantastic, because today is a very special day. Why is this today special? Uh, session zero. It is. It is session zero. We are getting ready to transition from a one-shot that we uh, did some trial and error with into Mostly an error. actual... <laughs> yeah. Um into a full-blown campaign, uh, we have brought back uh, some familiar faces, and we have brought in uh, a new person, which we will talk about in a little bit. Um, so let, let's kind of talk about some of the things that we liked and disliked with the initial uh, campaign, or the one-shot, if you will. Yeah, I, it, it was a good, I mean, it was a fun one-shot. As a one-shot. Uh, not so good radio. Uh, when you're dungeon crawling, it gets kind of stale, especially as the person who had to spend hours and hours editing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it made uh, for a little bit of boring. Um, we've changed that greatly. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely trying to add more to the role-playing. Uh, there was definitely times where, especially in the first episode, which we both agreed yeah, was. Yeah, the first episode's great because it was before <laughs> we even did anything. Um, it was just, what, an hour of us messing around? Uh, yeah, it really was. Uh, and, and, it, here's, and here was some of the things that, and we'll, we'll put a technicality in this, is it was a one-shot. Yes. We did it in one go. We started probably about, what, 8.30, 9 o'clock at night, and we finished about 1 a.m., um, which is something we don't plan on doing. Again, we plan on, you know, doing a proper campaign, uh, giving it justice. And another thing we're going to be doing is we're actually doing this for the most part, and, and uh, our DM will be able to talk about this a little bit more, is we're doing this in the Eldritch Foundry's lore, which is really neat. Uh, so we're working with them on that, and they're actually helping us with their, their lore to make sure we do this properly, and we're giving them feedback just like the previous four episodes, still sponsored by EF. Thank you so much. Uh, this time, it'll be better. <laughs> okay, don't drop us yet. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead and uh, let's bring in our, our DM, uh, who is was uh, Terrell in the, the one shot. That was TK. And he's going to kind of talk about some of the, uh, the homebrew rules that we're bringing into this, too. Uh, just so the audience knows what's going on. That was another thing that we kind of oops on and dropped the ball a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we were a little messy with it. We're we're it's slightly more organized now, not a hundred percent, but it's definitely better. Yeah, definitely. And definitely. TK will be flawless if he. he I, this is my guarantee. He won't make a single mistake at all. Uh, so TK, you want to say hi? Hi. Hey. All right. Uh, hi. So TK. <laughs> hi. Does, do you want to say hi one more time, Joe? No. No. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, TK, uh, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, your DM skills and what you're bringing to the table here? Sure. Um, I've only been playing D&D for maybe a year and a half, so I am not the greatest, but I have a passion for this, I believe. Um, and I like creating worlds in which to give my players personal traumas so um two of the players can speak from experience um to my 
I guess, skill as a DM. Um, but I am working with the, within the war that Eldritch Foundry has kind of not published, but written. And I am using that to sort of form a path in my own world, if that makes sense. Um, and I, and I, like I said, they've been really outgoing with this and it's been, it's been really nice because I know we've all been talking with their, their higher ups just to be like, Hey, you know, what do you guys think about this too? Which is really neat. Um, so looking back at the one shot and looking forward, uh, the homebrew rules, what are you taking from the one shot what are you bringing? Are you, are you bringing anything else different? Okay. So I did really like the, um, the homebrew rule that was used in terms of death saving throws. However, I was going to do kind of a unique spin on it where yes, I will be rolling for it and I will be muting my mic. And so that way the audience will know what is rolled for the players, but the players won't. However, because I'm not completely heartless, <laughs> if if it looks dire, I will give medicine or insight checks to one of the players to let them know that it's not looking good and maybe they should be tended to. Um, in terms of homebrew rules, that's really the big ones. I typically stick to the base mechanics. And I, Joe, Mikey, you could tell. I mean, when it comes to something I'm not sure about, I am typically pretty Yeah, lenient. I would say as much he gives you give as much as you take um you're brutal during some moments but you know there's a lot of times where we can be like you know daddy dm can i do this and sometimes <laughs> a lot of the times i'd say it's a yes you you'll you let us get away with more than we absolutely should yeah. but you also take a lot and he you gets have to roll persuasion checks he, he took my pig man he took my pig it's fun to roll dice the uh I, I I can never remember if this was an actual uh, homebrew rule for health potions, but do you is it two d four plus two? That's yeah, that's a normal. Um, is I that normal? The homebrew, the homebrew rule we were playing with last time was that you could do it as a bonus action. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's what it was. That's <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, yeah, that's that's what it was as a bonus action. Do you intend on keeping that? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's going to be nice. Well, <laughs> that, you know, it's going to be helpful. Don't us. be too about excited that? yet. No, no, that means we're going to need it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with this, yeah. So TK, if you have no other like homebrew rules or anything that we need to discuss, do you want to go ahead and start delving or giving us a, an insight into the world that we're going to be playing in? Of course. I'd love to. The rainforest. All right, let's get started. So the world synopsis, um, you have this large continent um, at its height. Um, Zolver, that's the name of the continent that we're the world. Uh, it was a continent of many cultures, peoples, and arcane technology. Um, emissaries and merchants from other realms and planes traveled am- along the Marginalia. Now, the Marginalia is the realm that kind of covers all realms like a sheet and connects them all the same way like the dark void surrounds the countless stars. So if you could access the Marginalia, you could, thus in theory, have access to all the other realms and worlds out there. Um, about in 
Zolver and Zolver's lore, uh, roughly 1400 years ago, there was a catastrophic event that severed the connection between Zolver and the Marginalia. Um, many scholars um, went on to name this the Grey Tear, T-E-A-R, like a rip. Not only was planar travel halted, but thousands of creatures were displaced. So um, Zolver was home to, you know, you had all these people traveling to and fro, and all of a sudden they couldn't travel back to their home their home realm, plane anymore. So many of these creatures included powerful fey, giants, elementals, uh, even the races, even the race of a- avatars, and um, like more of your fant- fantasy tropes, like lycanthropes, um, werewolves, things like that. They ended up being displaced here, and that's how Zolver came to have more of its fantasy. Um, at the time of the Great Terror, the continent was completely whole. Um, imagine, if you will, just like, you know, I guess the United States, just one large landmass. Um, however, when the Great Terror happened, it completely sundered the land almost in two pieces. So it ripped a large canyon in the center of Zolfair, um, going from bottom to top. Um, so there's just a small strip of land on the top of the continent that still connects the two bodies. Um, the canyon filled up with water and became known as the Grey Terror. Um, it is plagued with like terrible storms and ships have gone, been known to gone missing. Imagine if you will, like a Bermuda Triangle-esque kind of feel, but much more fantasy where you have these arcane storms that hurl magic at you and stuff. Um, the gray, the gray expanse before it was the gray expanse was actually home to the wood elf and high elven capitals. And it was kind of the center for the elven races. But when the gray tear happened, they had to, you know, those that survived had to run to the fringes, the borders of the gray expanse and survive. And so that's kind of, so the, the elves were hit the hardest by this tear. So in this world, the elves are almost nomadic. Um, those that have set up homes and everything are mostly on the borders, on the shores of the Grey Expanse. Um, the giant kin are one of the few races that kind of collectively came together as a race, um, but for more malevolent ends, they invaded the mountains of the gnomes not the dwarves so much but there was a separate mountain separate mountain range of gnomes and the gnomes were actually enslaved by the giant kin because they were smaller and you know not not nearly as strong however about 250 years ago starting from this timeline um the gnomes actually rose up and revolted um the giant kin although they didn't have innate magic casting ability they used runes and the gnomes were actually able to copy and like reuse them and learn how the giant can use these runes and thus use them against their own giant uh we're going to learn more about the nature of what happened but that's kind of just a base idea um and that's pretty much where we're at now in, in terms of just the world that's awesome uh, so that gives us a, a, a great introduction to it. Uh, 
one of the things I said earlier is we're bringing in a new voice. We're bringing in a new face. Uh, her name is Fox, and she is going to be joining us. Uh, so, Fox, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and then uh, just delve into your character right afterwards, if you will. Of course. Uh, greetings and salutations. My name is Fox. I have been playing D&D for about five years now. I, I actually started out as a DM, and I learned the rules completely on the fly, and then a little while after that was able to transition into being a player as well. Uh, so that's really been one wild adventure after another. I still write my own homebrew, and I write predominantly one-shots, but I have a lot of fun playing in campaigns. Uh, I am a cosplayer, a content creator, and a nerd of all mediums, so I'm really looking forward to participating in bringing this story to life. And Star Wars I, or Star Trek? Star Wars. I like I like Star Trek, but... Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Dune. Star Trek has Star Trek is the true science fiction, and I prefer science fantasy, such as such. Fair enough. Respect. All right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. So I will be playing Callie. She is a half elven tempest cleric. She is originally from a place called Colterra Harbor, and she boarded a ship across the harbor. Uh, on what was supposed to be a very brief journey, and then that ship was blown off course and lost to one of the storms that kind of we, that TK talked about, kind of those arcane storms that kind of roll off the Great Expanse. She Gray Expanse. My notes are terrible. She doesn't really remember a lot of the storm itself, but she woke up on a shoreline she had never seen, and she looked up and saw a temple that she felt drawn to, high up on a cliff. She recovered there in that temple until one day in prayer she was instructed to head to a place called Thava's Landing where her god told her that she would find the beginning of her journey to find her purpose. To her knowledge, Callie is the only person to have crossed the Grey Expanse and survived and while she is looking for her purpose and her reason for having been saved, I think she's also really going to be keeping an ear out for a way to either get home or at least get word to the family that she left behind that she did survive. So that'll make for an interesting adventure. Now it's time to introduce our other player. Obviously, Joe and I will be playing. Uh, I think that's pretty much a given. Now we're kicking them uh, out. It's our uh, fan least favorite. The bard from the last one shot, Mikey! Hello! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi, Mikey. Uh Mikey, want to tell us about your introduce your character to the world? Right. Um, I will be playing a gnome, a rune knight fighter. His name is Alvin Timbers. Um, a little uh, backstory to him. He is uh, originally from Hillhaven, and way back in the day, as TK stated, there was um, the giants basically enslaved the gnomes. And they were forced to do whatever the giants wanted. And then one day, the gnomes, like TK stated, learned the runes, used them against them, and basically revolted. And even though they were able to overthrow, the leader of the giant was actually, um, he was a warlock, and he cursed the bloodline of the gnomes that revolted uh, to basically become what they sought to destroy. So, thus leading to the Rune Knights. Um, 
then where I am now, farther down the the line, I'm a rune knight, and a bunch of people in my order of rune knights have been going a little bit crazy lately. Um, and then some have gone missing. Um, we kind of connected the dots here. Before they went missing, they were speaking of an island that they said that they had to escape to. And basically, I'm being dispatched to go to that island to try to figure out what's going on. Nice. Very, very, very cool. Wonderfully done. Good job. I think that's enough positivity for Mikey. Right you now. did it. I love it. <laughs> Um, Thanks, guys. I really needed that today. <laughs> Can we get a gold star chart, DM? Because I think Mikey deserves a gold star. I'll put one right there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> no, give him the, the scratch and sniff stickers. The listeners won't see it, but we will. We'll feel it in give, our hearts. That's, that's right. Give him the, like, the scratch and sniff stickers. Like, <gasps> the, the, oh. Yeah, yeah. if you could get one, hold it up. To your Does anyone else get sticker it? anxiety? Because I always get sticker anxiety that I'm going to stick it somewhere and then I'm going to want to move it, and you can't move it once you've put it somewhere. Every time. Every, Every time. single time. No. No. You don't get sticker anxiety? <laughs> no. I don't get Joe sticker. is too simple for sticker anxiety. <laughs> I feel like no. that's the bar. It's like, you know, the, the way to Get make... out of here, man. <laughs> get out of here. You know, the way that you make the D&D character of yourself, and it gives you all those examples of this is how you determine your charisma, this is how you determine your strength. Your intelligence is just whether or not you get sticker anxiety, and if you don't, you can't have above a 12 intelligence. Uh, oh, I, my intelligence is my main main thing. And here you are. It explains so much. <laughs> Joe, how long did it take you to place that Eldritch Foundry uh, sticker there? Uh, um, three seconds. Yeah, I that's went like what we this. thought. I went. You, yeah, but did you instantly decide how, that it should go there? Uh, I got my Eldritch. I got my Eldritch Foundry minis. Go purchase them at the Eldritch Foundry store using our uh, affiliate link. Something, something, something. DNA, it's DNA 15 is the code. Sure, it'll be in the link. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw it and I put it on my mic. Yeah, that checks. And it looks fantastic. Look yeah, I mean, it's actually a little bit crooked. If You, you know what, Joe? You, you also look fantastic. Up. Thank you, Mikey. All right, guys. Me, Mikey, and TK are starting our own podcast. Come check it out. <laughs> Brutal. All right, so Joe, since you're we'll over there, you know, just talking. Blackjack and hookers. It'll be great. <laughs> and I won't be bullied. I won't be bullied. I want to bully. I don't want to be bullied. You keep telling Mike. yourself that, kid. <laughs> My character, if I can introduce myself now, <clears throat> I'm playing Captain Siggy One Eye. That's not his voice. Um, <laughs> Captain Siggy. Uh, I'm playing a human artillerist artificer. Uh, Captain Siggy, Captain Siggy, uh, he wasn't a captain. For the longest time, he was the first mate to a pirate, this really well-known, respected, dread pirate, Wilds. Um, and Wilds was this really great artificer slash captain, um, and he kind of brought Siggy up. Um, you know, he's kind of mostly been living on the ship his entire life, just traveling the world, you know, to an extent. Um... And yeah, so he, he kind of like taught Siggy everything that he knows about being an artificer. Uh, unfortunately, he spent a little bit more time, or, you know, Siggy has more of an aptitude for the tinkering side, not so much the captain leading side. Um, but uh, Siggy's part of a ship called the Iron Rose, and the Iron Rose made a voyage into the, the Gray Expanse. Um, I don't think... 
I've been to both sides. I think we just like went into the gray expanse for a while and not really knowing exactly what it was something uh killed or you know struck down dread pirate wilds and in his last moments you know promoted siggy to captain which would turn out to be a bad decision uh but in the process he gave him you know a couple items he gave him his coat and he gave most importantly he gave him this iron key um, with instructions saying, you know, hey, there's this island that you need to go to. There's three keys that you need to, you know, find. He referred to them as the iron petals. Um, you, you find these three iron petals, come back to the ship. Somewhere on the ship is this great treasure that he went on about. Um, Siggy doesn't really know where it is. Because unfortunately, before he could be the captain for too much longer after they made it away from this danger, uh, Siggy's inventions kind of started destroying the ship. He started building, you know, walking cannons and stuff like that. Uh, But he wasn't really great at it at the time, so they started, you know, misfiring or, you know, crashing into the side of the walls. And the crew very quickly got uh, annoyed with him on top of his ineptitude to lead. So they left him destitute on uh, this place called Sils Thalas. Am I saying that right? Silthalas. Silthalas. Three times Um, fast. Silthalas, Silthalas, Silthalas. Someone's proud of you. Not me, but someone. (laughs) Silver Sloth. Sildren Sloth. Sildren Sylvain. Um... Where he actually met up with your character, Steven. Um, and from there, they I'll let you go into a little bit more detail about that, but they made their way to Thava's Landing. Um, Siggy was heading that way for his own reasons to find the Iron Petal. Um, and that, that that's me. So when you find these Iron Petals, uh, is it the treasure a character with actually a personality? I'm sorry, brooding rogue. <laughs> I'm Batman. Remember? <laughs> so, all right, let me uh, get up on my information about my character. So, my character is a dwarf rogue named uh, Tanakh. He is a soul knife rogue. Um, so, he uh, lived in the city, uh, the dwarven city of Kurak Rendir, Rundir. Uh, and he was born into this cult uh, the, that worshipped a demon, Cerberilith, named Zarir. Uh, he was born into this to be a tool and utilized to bring Cer- the uh, Zarir into this uh, physical realm. And eventually he just like kind of clicks that this is something bad. It might be to the point where, like, you know, they kind of plucked out his eyeball and used it as a tribute to him. And he, around the age of 20, escapes from this cult uh, and goes into the town of Silthavos. Or Thalus, sorry, Silthalus. I just made fun of you for not saying yeah, it right. Not, and I totally hard. screwed up the town. This is TK's fault. <laughs> That's our challenge now is everybody who wants to subscribe to our Patreon has to send us a video of them trying to say. (laughs) So, Thalas. TK, you know how dumb we are and you still (laughs) give us big words. 
He, he does. Um, make bigger. It's okay. But we he, will honorarily rename the city at some point. <laughs> if you ever take us there, it's like, oh, you guys are going to sell those. So what, what? Ben Stiller? Like, yeah. We'll just rename it. Cool. Uh, so he ends up meeting uh, Joe's character, Captain Siggy. And Siggy ends up making a mechanical eye for him to to make him less self-conscious. But what's really cool is whenever his psionic abilities uh, start to flare up and do he starts to, or is going to do something, his eye gives, does this whole glowy thing. So he, he kind of shows off his psionic abilities. Um, it's your magical going, transformation. It is. It is. It really is. But don't judge me. It's it's magical. It's beautiful. Avatar state. Yep, yep. Whatever. I was going to say like Cable or Bishop or, you know, one of the X-Men whose eyes no. light up. Hey, Sailor Moon. You know what? I got nothing. I got. I got. No, I got. Really got nothing for that. I didn't That's know where I was going to go with Sailor Moon. Be called. I got nothing. <laughs> he really is. Joe, don't cut that. Okay, no. oh, oh, absolutely not. He, he never cuts anything. He really doesn't. Only the parts that make me look bad. That's pretty much what. So he does. most of the episode. Stop. <gasps> Get her out of here. Well, it only ends up being like five minutes long. It's a lot of filler. <laughs> um, Do it, coward. Uh, I, kick the token character. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm honestly going to Tha- uh, Thavos Landing really because of Joe. I'm just kind of tagging along for him because in, in reality, my character is more on the run from this cult. He he doesn't want to be a part of it. He's worried about his psionic abilities being utilized in negative ways. Uh, so he is really conscientious about them, and he's he's got a lot of like PTSD from everything i mean being having your eyeball plucked out is will kind of do that to you uh so i'm kind of just tagging along with him and going for the ride and joe's helped joe's character siggy's helped my character out and so i'm helping him out find these iron petals yeah it, it's a mutual relationship it it's a bromance <laughs> hopefully it can become more it's batman and robin it's Ooh. so much better that you guys are brothers too. Wait, Batman I hope and Robin you guys get were romantically brothers. involved. Oh. Don't put oh, us in that oh, weird. Oh, oh don't, I'm no, ready no, to no, ship no. us. This isn't supernatural. This is we don't need to do this. Want. Oh, we, we. What's that? What was that? Those writing styles, or it's like the slash writers, or whatever. Haiku. No, not the haiku. <laughs> the slash fic. Oh yeah. Five seven five. Yeah, we're, we're not doing that. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, start your ship names now, <laughs> so that we can trademark this shit. We gotta go. AO3 is ready. Uh, they call me Timbers because I'm great at going down. <laughs> I, Listen, I'm ready for Alvin to be like the epitome of a himbo. <laughs> like he's, uh, if, if he's stupid but he respects women, that's that's all we can ask. We're very progressive here. You know, we try. He's right. going to be like Pod from uh, Game of Thrones where he goes in and they send him back out with all his money. <laughs> Like you know, what, just send, keep it. You're worth it. They're gonna send Alvin out with more money. He's gonna they come paid back with him. Two bags of they gold. tipped him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right, that's pretty much an intro of our characters. Uh, TK, do you want to go ahead and set the scene? Sure. Um, so we this the you know session one when we start is going to start off on the westernmost side of the continent where um, you have a mountain range called the Kadumi Mountains. Uh, that is home to 
lot of the your gnomish races are found there. That's actually where Hill Hillhaven is the gnomish capital, um, about central within the Kadumi Mountains. However, we're going to start the session on the southern end of the Kadumi Mountain Ranges, on the western portion of them, which faces the sea. Now, the, um, there is a small portside city, or town rather, it's a large town, called Thava's Landing. Uh, this is where we're going to start the session, where none of the players have met up with one another, other than Tanakh and Siggy. You two are traveling together, obviously. So... We're going to start where you guys are going to be in this city, and I'm going to roll a die, determine which one we go to first, and then we'll go throughout. Uh, we're going to start the morning of the day. This large ship is set is due to set sail um, across the sea here to the Gardens of Kanmu. The Gardens of Kanmu is the island that all the characters have got omens or reasons to go to. Um Thaba's Landing is, it's a small little town. Um, the war, war wise, Thaba's Landing is where the Avatar race first made landfall in Zolver. Um, we should mention, um, for anybody who doesn't really, isn't super familiar with the EF lore, the Eldritch Hunter ah. lore, um, the Avatar are actually like um, essentially Dragonborn, um, but with a cooler name Spicy yes. Dragonborn. And uh, there's also, also on that note, um, Warforged are Wargast, uh, Tieflings are Demonborn, and I believe those are the big ones. Tabaxi's, what was oh, it? Kit? Yes, Kit. K-I-T-T. Um, so I, I believe for that, that's the general race changes, just the names. Other than that, stats are the same. Um, so Thalva's Landing was... The, like the first landfall made by the avatar race from the gardens of Kanmu. So back way back way when the Marganelia was open, the avatars came to Zolver via a planar rift on the gardens of Kanmu. They explored Zolver when the when the gray uh, tear happened, the dragonborn retreated back to the gardens of Kanmu, which is this heavily like rainforest island. So it's think you know, it's like heavily dense forested area. Um they eventually retreated back there and that's where they pretty much all live now, the Avatar race is on the Gardens of Kanmu. Any question about Stava's landing? TK, what would your race be? What would my race be if yeah. I were a player? Oh, a tiefling or demonborn rather. You'd be a demonborn. I think so. Yeah. What class? I I gotta stick to my roots. My the first player, the first class I ever played, and I just kind of loved it was a warlock. However, yes. I think if we're sticking to reality, I would probably be a ranger. Especially now that there's the beekeeper. In yes. <gasps> uh, you could tell the the jackets. I have to. I am a beekeeper. That's fantastic. So eventually we're going to have our own certified Eldritch Foundry mead. <laughs> oh my goodness, yes, please. That, You're going to need to get more bees, TK. <laughs> I, um, I actually, what's the date today? I, my second package of bees arrives in five days. How do they uh, ship bees? Very Be, carefully. Very carefully. <laughs> they show up yes! in a, it's like a wooden box with uh, a box mesh, mesh around it. So like there's air and everything. 
and the post office lady just shows up in her car and she just like shaking take them <laughs> um and then you take them well that's like that's like what like trick or bees bees they've chosen the bees <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah is there any questions about thava's landing concerning what's the financial business? like status is it a like a poor town a higher end like it's it is middling but it is growing so due to the avatar race now and now that um tree sea trade is much more common now it is it is growing so it is not a poor town by any means it's just one of those towns that's kind of foreign because not very many people go there often it's kind of being part of the avatar race and the avatar race come from the gardens of kanmu they're very it's almost like there's a lot of like tribal war to it so it's it's going to be a kind of awkward in the way of when you guys when you guys are here things might happen a little differently than from what you expect just because totally different it's like a different culture so but yes economically it it's i would say it's bordering strong um is it now you said the avatars were originally had the town who's the the main race is it very mixed like it is in uh I'm never going to say that name. Silphalos? Yeah, that one. Uh, The Silver Thimble. It is predominantly Avatar. Okay. um, But it's not uncommon to see other races there. Just due to sea trap. Uh, Crime rate. Crime rate is is pretty low. Um, It's about to get a lot higher. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Avatars at least here in Thava's Landing, they don't have a, like, strict, like, overbodying, like, government or anything. But it is like a, um... Oh, shoot, I forgot the word. It's a... Typically the eldest of the town here. I have the, kind of like the monarchy power, I suppose. Um, and their crime rate is decently low uh and those who commit crimes are typically not ones of avatar um you know so basically dwarves and humans <laughs> it's 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 people who show up you, you have sailors come in they think because they're in a different port they can do what they want they learn pretty quickly the avatars will take hands okay so if you decide to steal something they'll take a hand if you commit a crime it's typically an eye for an eye Hey, so hey, it's a good thing, <laughs> a good yeah. thing I don't do my own pickpocketing. So um, be careful committing What's the crimes. The eye for an eye equivalent for a, a little tinkered creature asking Ooh. for a friend. <laughs> a Furby for a Furby. Listen, as long as there's less Furbies in the world, I'm okay with it. <laughs> What's wrong with Furbies? Furbies are haunted demons from hell. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Joe, have you ever seen an unskinned Furby? Yeah. Yeah. I want you to think, think about that when adorable. you go to sleep on that lovely little daybed of I've yours. Got, I've got I want three you to think you have three unskinned Furbies in yeah. your room while you sleep. Well, I collect them. I collect them. I don't sleep in here. Serial <laughs> killer. This is for the guests. Oh, oh the no. guests sleep with the Furbies. <laughs> yeah. I would. Is that your red room? <laughs> I want to show you something. <laughs> and it's just Furbies. <laughs> Wait, do you um, see my closet? 
Let's see, <laughs> what else? Um, I'm assuming that we're coming in kind of knowing that we can charter a ship. Is, are we chartering a basically a passenger ship, or are we hopping on a mer- like a... a um... It's a large... Cruise liner. It is a, it is a large passenger ship it's a passenger um, ship as opposed to like, yes. a, like a merchant ship it's it's kind of both but leaning more more heavily passenger um Do we i'll know say the now name of this ship or are we just it coming is, in it is, for it a is, random one uh i'll say you guys got in maybe a few days prior to this so you guys have got your tickets your vouchers to board the okay. ship and the name is the surf drake got those sweet sweet magical items boys yeah oh yes. yeah we did oh that was something we should mention too about the the magic items. Ah, uh, yes. Um, I'll just say our players are starting at level three, so they're not brand new adventurers. So they do have, I'll let them, if they want, go about what magical items they've received upon their journey. Yeah, we we rolled uh, we rolled some D100s, and I ended up with a potion of healing. I have a second level spell scroll. We ended up with fine steed. So that'll be cool in the future. And then I have... What is technically a cap of water breathing, but I think we re- we uh, re-aestheticized it to like a nose ring of water breathing. That's right, yeah. I also got a potion of healing, a potion of climbing, and goggles <laughs> of night, which I assume are just night vision goggles um, as a race with dark vision. I'm sure that'll come in handy. <laughs> um, a question for you, TK. What's up? Are all potions bonus actions? It'd be fair to say not, so sure. Okay, just asking for a friend. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like taking a potion, there's no difference between taking a health potion and a normal potion, so I'm sure. It's just We're going (laughs) to manipulate that. (laughs) We're about to cause problems on purpose. (laughs) This is the TPK podcast. uh, I'm not too worried about it. I was going to say, as somebody who's played a lot with TK, um, that just means we're going to be in a lot of hurt. Hey, TK. (laughs) There's what's no such thing as TK, a gift. TK, what's TK. your middle name? Alan. Oh. Oh, it's Peter now. <laughs> oh. Mikey yeah, got you know it. What? I think Mikey I'm got it. <laughs> Our logo is now just going to be your face. You, you don't have the rights to that anymore. <laughs> That's ours now. You've In signed fact, away time. your likeness. We will be utilizing it for advertising purposes. If it gets if it gets you buyer or people invest, sure. I'm just saying, if you post any picture with your face in it again, you will be getting a cease and desist from us. We oh, will yeah. be suing. And we have many lawyers. So we are um, taking the. No, we, no the it's fine. You can you can OnlyFans. post you can post no. pictures. We're just assuming that they're all monetized and linked to our PayPal. Yeah, that, that's fine. Dang, yeah. I like her. Okay, <laughs> she's got the um, right ideas. <laughs> I got um, uh, a health potion as well, uh, a second level enhanced ability scroll, and then also it, it, it's. Mariner's cloak. I don't remember what it was originally. Armor. Um, armor. Oh, Mariner's armor. Um, but we re- we flavored it to that's the cloak that I got off my dread or my cat my previous captain dread pirate wilds. Um, I too got a potion of healing. I think we all got a potion yeah, of healing. I mean, hey, if you guys don't need me, I'm just gonna. <laughs> You're right. I'm just gonna hit things with lightning. That's fine. Oh, I thought you were gonna use like moonbeam or something of that sort. I mean, I can, I can, I can do so many things, but. Being a Tempest cleric, I was figuring that I should call down the Tempest on people for flavor. Fire! Oh yeah! <laughs> that was lightning. That's perfect. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be a Tempest oh. cleric. I'll be all in like greens and blues and storm colors, there and then go. I will be a fire cleric. 
And Mikey, <laughs> if you could do all the Foley and stuff for the podcast, that'd be great because that would save me so much. Time. <laughs> right, yeah, I got you. Give me bats. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking baseball, but that's fine. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um, give me a nice summer day. You got it. You did it. This is good. All right. Can I all get right. an ominous crow? Gah! Oh, no, that was angry, not ominous. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's better. Inquisitive crow? Is that what you just did? <laughs> An inquisitive crow, crow does seem pretty ominous to me. So, yeah. <laughs> what's he? Corvids know too much. So, I, if I if I saw a crow that was curious, I'd be concerned. Uh, any other requests before we move on? To my okay. other two items. Oh, yeah. I didn't even get what rating do we want to put on this podcast before we start making requests. <laughs> oh, wow! Just cutting me out of here. Uh, All right, just do your stuff. I, I got a wand of secrets, which was actually pretty sweet. Uh, it's a wand that uh, I get three charges per long rest. Uh, while holding it, uh, I can use it as an action, and it pulses towards the nearest trap or secret door that's within 30 feet of me. And then what else did I get? My last item was a level two spell uh, or scroll. Uh, to detect thoughts. So I actually got some pretty yeah, roguish items. Really good. Uh, that that actually worked out fairly well for me. And just so the listeners know, I did roll a 100 on a D100. So Which one was the 100? Was it the, uh, the of Wand Secrets? of Secrets? The Wand of Secrets. That's the baller item right there. Uh, which that, yeah, I'm going to be honest, that was not what I was expecting the Wand of Secrets to be when I heard the name. Mm-hmm. But it like I was expecting like a zone of truth or something. But the actual use is dope. Yeah, no, it's gonna if be. If I if I roll a d twenty right now or d twenty, if I roll a nat twenty right now, TK, can I get a wand of wishes and that gives me unlimited wish spells? Um, no. Or you just wish it... for unlimited amount of wands of wishes oh, and then you oh, never have to yeah, worry about can that. I do that? Loop. Tell you what, <laughs> if 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 you roll a d twenty and you get a nat twenty, um. I'll boost you to level five. However, if you don't, if you roll anything one through nineteen, I'm killing your character. You're, you're <laughs> oh, let's do it! Gamble, uh, boy, gamble! I got it in that twenty. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're dead. You know, I changed my mind. I'm just killing you. It's just, what did you actually fun. roll, just out of curiosity? Well, I'll wait till TK leaves. Uh, Thirteen. <laughs> TK, meet the chat. Oh, okay, I'm gone. Um, so yeah, that's that's all the stuff that. I got. Um, so really now just we can go into you set the scene. Really any Q&As that we might have for each other or about the characters and just kind of talking about why we did the things we did and characters we chose, backgrounds, that sort of things. Um, hey TK, if Batman rolls high enough, can he shoot lasers out of his eyes? Uh, he I'll, I'll, he gonna, has the spicy psychotic eyeball. Let it happen for I flavor. Do. Rule of cool. Yeah, I was going to say maybe not lasers, but like Melf's tiny meteors or something, sure. Oh, that's that's pretty cool. Well, Artemis, cons- get on it. I, I, considering I rolled a two, I, I don't think that's happening anytime. His eye explodes. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks. Shrapnel damage. Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I totally get way prettier, too. So That's yeah. on par with Siggy's mechanical ability. It, it, it really is. It really Did is. We, I, I talked to TK about it. I might have mentioned it to you as well, Steve, but... Did we ever roll to see how like good of a quality the eye was? Do I have to roll? It's a, I figured it's a glass ball. I fe- legitimately figured no, 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 no. you put I, like I a, 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 a marble. Ball. 
I you, like you did a marble. Like mechanical. Um, w- what, like I'm like I've, Kino or something over there? I don't know. I think what we talked about, it was like, it, it works regardless, but like, it was like the quality of like the work. I mean, I'm a gnome. I could probably tinker you something with my five intelligence. <laughs> I'm good. I'll, I, I, I don't need getting like tetanus while I'm also with my... <laughs> Siggy's like working on your eye. He's like, "Have you had all your shots? No. Why? Just wondering. <laughs> Just we're good. That's supposed to go there. Yeah. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Then there's Hodor the gnome over there just seeing he can help out. <laughs> you, you know what? I'll roll a quality on a D20. Let's 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 see here. Is it your quality or is it Siggy's you quality? To, yeah, oh, you have to, oh, uh, oh, he has to roll? Well, oh, it's got to be his crafting modifier. It, yeah. He's got he's got the crafting junk. What's your um, crafting modifier? What's my Well, I'm proficient in a bunch of tools. Um what I'm pretty sure it's minus 10. <laughs> that here. sounds about right, honestly. Get out of here. Absolutely all of you. Cut the uh, check. Um, I don't know. Did, what should I roll with, TK? Just a tinker's tool? Just do a performance. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, performance? Yeah. it's not a no, performance. Slide of hand. Slide of hand. <laughs> Although. Oh, I'm actually proficient in slide of hand. You're, I'm better. Yeah, you are. It's a persuasion check. You're persuading his eye hole to take it. <laughs> okay. Oh um, I'm not making eight, that nine. joke. I'm just acknowledging that it's there. <laughs> a nine. Softball. Hey, it's not pretty, but it works. Aww. Listen, I was a level two when I was making that Aww. eye. What can I say? Wait, you rolled a nine with proficiency. <laughs> Here, I'm, I'm, profi- I'm proficient. Oh, I'm proficient. I'm giving hand? you advantage. Pro- Reroll. You have- Reroll. I gave you. I, I'm giving you advantage. How do you I don't want to. Plus two to a skill you're proficient in. Sorry, well, I I forgot. I, it's a plus four, not a plus two. When's the last Math time you hard, played D and D? Stay so, in school. So if it's a, I'm gonna stay with the nine. I <laughs> did roll higher, but I think it's funnier if you have an ugly eye. No, what did you roll? I'm not telling you. What'd you TK, roll? Give him the nine. TK, give what? him the nine. Don't give me the nine. He rolled a nine, nine man. No, he rolled it. He, yeah, he get rolled with advantage, and he Listen didn't to like Daddy it. Listen, Daddy God. Yeah. He he. Why is he rolling with advantage? Because you helped him. Yeah, you're not, yeah. You're not yeah a I, I advised him on how to do it. How are you? Oh, oh, hand. So I, you you're, you're told wrong. him how to you make it. Like, hey, that's not. That's, if he helps if he's using sleight of hand, I'm definitely helping him because I. You had you had one eye. You can't see right. Actually, I'm a dwarf. I'm give him disadvantage. Crafty and stuff. Actually, no, you're not. Dwarves aren't natural crafters. They just smack stone. You know, gnomes are. I'm Rock not. Gnomes are. I'm not. Happy. Dwarves are. Uh, actually, I'm. I am. Uh, nice try, though. I. Uh, I am proficient in smith tools. So. Yeah. I'm also proficient. Yeah. Smithing, not tinkering. Smithing I and know. tinkering are definitely. I know. I was trying here. Idiot. What do, what do artisans' tools do? You know do? you're because really I'm wrong when Joe and I too. are agreeing with each other. I, God, <laughs> you guys are teaming up on me. That's when I know I'm screwed. Yeah. What did you say, Mikey? What do artisans' tools do? I have um, so it depends. You're Did a painter. You, so <laughs> our like own little I, Neil Caffrey. My artisan's tool is a brewer's tool. Um, so e- there's a list of artisan's tools that you can choose from. Oh, I have a question for Fox. What's up? Okay, so what exactly did you say happened to uh, Callie when she tried to go across the Gray Expanse? So Callie didn't actually try to go across the Gray Expanse. Um, she was going part of the part of the map the harbor that she's she lived basically at the top of a harbor 
And then she was supposed to sail just this little quick journey down to another part on her side of, you know, the Gray Expanse. Right, right. So she gets on this little journey, and the ship got dragged into a storm and got pulled into the Gray Expanse. And she doesn't remember a ton of stuff, but she remembers hearing a voice, and she she remembers um, drowning, (laughs) and she remembers a really bright flash. And then she doesn't remember anything after that. And then she, she woke up on the shoreline. And basically when she got to the temple, they told her where she was, which is on the opposite side. So she's the only person that she knows of who has actually crossed the Gray Expanse. And that's gotcha. something that I'm actually really interested in seeing is eventually when at some point I'm I'm sure it's going to come up or I hope it does at least because I'm interested to see if her and Siggy end up talking about that he's the only person that, you know, I, the player, know of at all that's ever, like, been in the Grey Expanse and is still rocking. Yeah, I think you definitely crossing it mm-hmm. have more experience. I, at least, I guess... TV yeah, but you remember everything it. that happened. Yeah. Um, my, at least, like, looking at the map, I think I was kind of, like, riding up the west coast of it. Like, okay. I didn't get, like, deep into it. So, like, I've never crossed it, so... I think Callie has, like, the absolute most experience here. Yeah. I'm interested to see if she ever remembers anything else about what happened. Or she doesn't know. I mean, I have in her character flavor that she, the bright flashes that she got struck by lightning is she has Lichtenberg scarring going all down her back mm-hmm. and up through into her hair, which is why um, I'm sure at some point we'll, re- we'll release pictures of her model. But her model, yeah. she's got dark, like, she's got brown hair, but then she has white going through her hair which is part of that scarring turned her hair white and she's got it all going down her arms um but that's you know she doesn't remember that she just has she has the physical evidence of it so um like in terms of what actually happened i don't know if we if you even want to divulge this did callie like actually like a hundred percent oh callie drowned callie died okay callie was no longer alive I'm interested in to see how uh, my character would react if you if you're walking around and you tell me that you've died. I don't think she knows that she died. Oh, okay. That's okay. The, that's the interesting thing. I don't think she drowned, and then she remembers hearing, um, Deep Shasalas, who is you know her god now, mm-hmm. speak to her, and she remembers is seeing basically feeling and seeing a bright flash she doesn't really know because she's obviously alive now she doesn't really know this but in you know my idea for her she 100 percent drowned and then that all happened after she drowned and okay. then she was alive again okay now gotcha. you all have deities right so we know yeah everybody spots. has a god of some form right not me well no not you but that's the point yeah, yeah. tk tk is my personal god so <laughs> oh you um, moved up from Daddy DM to God DM. I called him Daddy God like five minutes Daddy ago. Daddy God. That's true. I actually did not decide to go with a God mainly because religion is an intelligence-based stat. Mm. I think I'm too stupid for it. <laughs> You're too stupid by, for a lot of things. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> TK was nice enough to let me kind of homebrew like um, a God. We came up with his name is Corsair. Um, but it's pretty cool, and there's there's some potential for you know story building there. But mm-hmm. I don't think Siggy's like the devout religious type. He just like he Corsair is essentially like a pirate god, and he's like, yeah, let's steal stuff, and that's you know Siggy's like, ah, I'm a pirate. That's pretty cool. I'll follow you. Yeah, it's um my idea behind Corsair was 
It's not like where you have temples built to him. It's more or less like a almost like a folk legend among fellow pirates who are just like, oh, careful, don't do something to piss off Corsair because right. he'll turn the sea against you. Almost like Davy Jones or something of that sort. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. when you're caught in a storm, you kind of want somebody to pray to. There's no atheist in, fox, there's no atheists exactly. in foxholes sort of thing. Yeah, mm. yeah so like... He Corsair's name is the one that you mention in Bad Times on the Sea. I like to that. try to help you as a pirate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we. Yeah. Oh, unless um, anybody's got anything else, we've been going for a while. One last thing I just wanted, like, is curious about um, backgrounds. What did what did everybody choose for their background? I went with a uh, haunted one as my oh, background. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I figured if if my guy's on the run and he's been running for a while, yeah, that would be the. I originally actually no, I originally had it as like urchin to mm-hmm. go with the more the roguish, but then the more and more I thought about it, haunted one just seemed like it flowed well. Let's right. with that. We're supposed to be playing a different campaign, another different campaign, and Lily's playing that one, and she went with that background as well. It's it's a really cool one. Yeah. That's a good one for sure. Would you uh, do Joe? Oh, sorry, go Fox. Yeah. No, you. go ahead. I'm assuming I'm assuming Me? Joe went with Sailor. Oh, but... oh yeah, yeah. I definitely went with Sailor, and I, I for like all the flaws and all that good stuff. I kind of I, I went with the pirate variant, obviously. Joe has a lot of flaws. <laughs> you know what? She moves across Cleveland, and she just becomes this completely different person. You get you your new re- place. You got a real. Attitude and it's really starting what to are you gonna do me. about it? I'm not gonna do anything. No, because I'm taller than you. I'd step on you. <laughs> By, how tall are you? Taller than you. By an inch. <laughs> I'll take every inch. Oh God. <laughs> Joe, please cut that. <laughs> we'll That's see. not getting we'll cut. See. We'll see how cut the rest that. of the episode goes. <laughs> It's just that you've been hurting my feelings a lot. Oh, I'll send you a Furby about it. Oh, cool. Okay. If, cut, okay, if I good. listen to the episode and you cut that, I'll send you a Furby. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, Your notebook box is just going to be bigger than everyone else's. It's like, why is this so big? And it's just a Furby. Skinned, please. Oh, yeah. What's no, I'll take story, the to it. I'll send you the skin in a separate package. Okay, yeah, that's cool. What was that? What was your backstory? <laughs> oh, uh, for my background, I believe, um, I think when we spoke, we talked about... Um, the Rune Knights being kind of a, a military-esque kind of thing for the gnomes, so I yes. went with Soldier. Nice. nice. Yeah, no, that definitely works. Uh, Callie? Rock, I really? have to look up whether I... Because I had two options for Callie. So Callie's uh, family, her father is a well-known artisan. He's a carpenter. And I need to actually pull up my D&D Beyond. Um, because I was, I can't remember if I took artisan or if I took, um, noble. Either one really applies to her just because sort of that highbrow artisan life is how she grew up. I did. I took artist. So she has kind of a background working with her father. So the feature of course, being wealthy patron, I figured that it'll be interesting to see how that plays in now that she's on the other side of the gray expanse, but her patron being her father, who is a much wealthier and much more experienced artisan. But she also is kind of combination um, combination of uh, patronage and ex- apprenticeship before, which is why she was accompanying she was accompanying a shipment of um, of his craft 
across the harbor when she died. So if we ever get back to the eastern side of the Grey Expanse, I'll be very interested to see how that has kind of changed her family because she left behind her father, her mother, and she had two younger siblings. She has two twin sisters. So I'm very interested to see, you know, if she ever gets back there. Uh, but if anybody, I, I really, th- I was expecting this to be like 10 minutes long. Um, we kind of got away from us, but if anybody else has any last parting words before we get off. No, no. All right. Mm-hmm. So should we go ahead and wrap this up? Follow think- us on social media. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up then. Uh, as always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are listening to us on Audible or Apple, please remember to rate and review. Uh, we're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like, follow us at DNA Pod and on Twitter at NerdDNAPod, Twitch, NerdDNAPodcast, and on TikTok now at NerdDNAPodcast. Um, also, uh, if you do leave a rating and review we're going to be randomly selecting uh reviewers throughout uh the campaign uh and we're going to be giving away free miniatures we have a bunch of stls and uh some actual physical figures uh if we do get the stls out and they don't have the capability to print them i will be personally printing them myself and sending them out to the reviewers uh, and our listeners so that they get their own custom miniature from elders foundry so I think it's going to be really cool. And in the future, um, keep a lookout. We are, I, I mean, I don't know if we've announced it before or if we're even ready to announce it yet, <laughs> but um, we are we're in the process of working on content for the Patreon. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, as always, I'm Steve. And I'm Joe. Uh, and I'm TK. I'm Fox. I'm Mikey. And this is the DNA Podcast Total Party Kill. Thank you and good night. Bye-bye.